everybody. You're listening to the Hit Dice Podcast. I am your host, Wes Cordell. I am the DM. I write all of the magic shit. To my left, I have... Caleb Hanks here. I play Vandingulus Ulysses S. Grant Fart, baby. And I like <laughs> to not even fucking play him. I'm Kathy. Dump cakes. Dump dump. Hey, you told me to disguise myself. I'm going for it. <laughs> Uh, hey everyone, it's your least favorite player here, Caleb Hanks, and I just got a really quick announcement from our sponsor, Dice Envy. I'm your DM Wes, I support we this. Did. I'm your I'm your DM Wes for real here, Wes Cordell, and I'm really excited to play some Dungeons and Dragons here tonight. It is late, we are pushing into the night because we love Dungeons and Dragons and strange euphemisms that have to do with magic beans and giant worms. To my left... We got Caleb Hanks. Clits and Dicks. I look Clits like and Le- Dicks podcast. Starring... I'm LeVar Burton... Oh my god! <laughs> it doesn't read on a podcast. It doesn't read on a podcast, so but I have this—I have these headphones over my eyes. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, yeah no, I'll take tweet it. out my Lavar Burton look. I'm Caleb Hanks. I used to play <laughs> guy on a buffalo, which was America's favorite character. Now I play Lavar Burton, and I play can't hardly read in Rainbow. I play Van Dingulus Ulysses <laughs> Fart Baby, and I'm an elf, and I'm a rogue. And I'm an arcane trickster rogue, and I drink a lot. Yes. Rachel Watkins. Hey. Hi. I play Callista, and I am a tiefling bard. Ow. <laughs> Clerk. I play Patches, the half-elf thief rogue. Jonathan Ganong. <laughs> he plays Kathy, your yeah, favorite I, motherfucking girl. Yeah, you guys are taking dumps. Plan Arwell, the Divination Wizard Gnome. <laughs> Plan Arwell, the Divination Wizard Gnome. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to thank our sponsor, Dice Envy. Head over to their website. They got a shit fucking ton of dice. They've got one that is going to match your character and you perfectly. Guarantee it. Get 10% off by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. And get yourself and your loved ones and your favorite podcast players and hosts a subscription box from them. You can range that price anywhere. You choose the price on your subscription box. It shows up every month. You get content like adventures, like magic items, like dice in real life. And you can choose between like five or a million dollars, depending on how rich you are. And the word on the street. The name of the podcast. What? Dice in real life. Dice in Real Life, the We're, new name of the podcast. If you've been listening this far, then you owe it to yourself to buy a subscription box from Dice Envy, which at this point can hold an original D&D <gasps> thingamabob made what? by our DM, Wes Cordell. Wow. It is called The Last Flickering Light. It is, in a, it is an, The Last Flickering oh, I Bean. I got The Last Flickering Bean. It is an original uh, integratable campaign thingy that you can put into any campaign that Wes made. It's awesome. I did the artwork for it. That's true. Caleb did do the artwork for it. It's a big deal. So go to Dice Envy, get some dice, get a subscription box, and potentially get in your magical subscription box hey. the last flickering light, which and you can also buy on our website, HitDicePod.com. Right. Get 10% off uh, Dice Envy as you check out with that subscription box by entering the code HitDicePod. Or if you're just interested in the adventure that Caleb just pitched to you, because I know you are because we played through it and it's fun as Book. Yeah. Head on over to our website, hitdicepod.com. Check out pictures of us, fan art, the story so far summary, and a lot of other really fun stuff that I wrote on there. Let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, fun oh, fact, since we talked about the Blarney dice on mm-hmm. the last uh-huh. episode and just recently, my picture on the website <gasps> is me at Blarney Castle. That's oh, true. That. That's pretty I forgot cool. that's the one I sent you, but yeah. So that giant golden tree going through the mouth of that worm was brought to you by Blarney Magic. Yep. Oh, he's Who's recapping? Blind. 
We saved some gnomes. We met a crazy bitch. Alan got upset at the burn ward or whatever it was. Now we're going to continue the campaign. Anyone else? Okay. So our escape from the free market with our new deep gnome buddies and pals, numbering seven, um, was thwarted by a giant purple worm that we handily stopped at least temporarily by throwing a bean in its gaping maw because this is <laughs> D&D and that's what things have is yeah. maws. Um, the big tree that grew cool fruit that does cool things. So we kept some fruit. Looking forward to seeing what that does. And uh, we continued on into um, their hometown city. couple of sentences. <laughs> I know. Only in D&D do you get to say all those things at once and it <laughs> makes some sort of sense. That's the best part of it, really. It is. I sort of like it. Um, so we traveled on to their hometown city. Uh, McCrannanak. McCrannanak. I got a <laughs> it's a lovely place. I slept weird McCrannanak. last night. Yeah. Where everybody wanted us to do everything for them as soon as we showed up, because apparently they're having a little... Uh, they're troubled people. Yeah, they're they're a troubled, broken people. Um, but we got our friends to the infirmary, um, Got learned a little bit about... Um, what has happened to the city, um, all their weapons taken, um, and a bane placed upon their holy place at the center of the city, which, as it turns out, we need to get underneath to get home. Wow, that's convenient for a story. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so then we met, went and met a crazy lady in our search Aww. for a bag of holding. It's not her fault. She's crazy. She was pretty charmingly crazy, and I'm a fan of her. I want to believe everything Cranny, she says. which is the best name yeah. for a deep gnome ever. Cranny's pretty great, and I like her. Um, but she gave us what may or may not be some inside information on what's going going on. We don't really know if we can trust her, but there's that. So yeah, and we I think we're going to take the water pitcher thing and go somewhere. Did I miss anything, guys? Yeah. So you were sitting here with... Well, she told (laughs) us it's uh, haunt or haunted. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's Mm. like... She said there was a legitimate creature there. Like a creature? She said there was a creature. An evil spirit, I believe. An elemental spirit. She said the word creature. right? The yellow... Those guys are elemental. elemental. Yeah. Anyway, the reason why she mentioned them was because the spirit was also elemental. Mm, She like referred to it as evil, but she said they would know what to do about it. Basically, that we should talk to them and not try to fight them and drag them. Did we get the elemental stone from? Not yet. No. Let's get that. Um, now well, we've got a couple things to when do. When it's time. Well, on our way back to, I guess, the infirmary, which you can bring the water right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to look through my um, elemental book uh-huh. um, and see if I can see anything about Peck. Sorry, P E C H. Oh, like what the negative term for like small people Peck. in Willow. Yeah. By the way, Peck. Yeah. Yeah. Not that maybe. Oh my god, god that's a good movie. What? It's crazy that you did you just watch that dive. recently? No, but I loved it growing up. <laughs> Don't worry I can like quote almost the movie. <clears throat> I would like to look through and see if there's anything. Yeah, about you it. would know that pecs were born of the will of Earth, and that their main purpose they are constantly always working to repair the Earth to its truest state, which is a solid mass. They only exist on the elemental plane of Earth, and if they exist outside of it, they very normally die because of how little Earth there is. Even on the material plane, it would be considered a very small amount of Earth for them to live within. Mm-hmm. Um, it just isn't as abundant, and it isn't as pure. But what they do is they can sing to the stone, and mm-hmm. it will move like water. They can talk to the stone and move it back to where it is, but 
it's not this magic where they put it back the way they think it's supposed to go to. They help they help the stone and the earth move back to where it wants to be. Okay. And so they'll go into spaces That's and they'll cool. read them and they'll help it grow back into where it was supposed to be. And they'll help it fill these holes that that mankind basically has created. Cool. Yeah. Did we see? Like I'm reading through the book. I'm like, oh my god, Callista, you're gonna love these pecs. They literally sing to the stone to help it. Like, Ooh. We have not seen a peck in town. No. Mm-mm. You were told that they were only in the the first room of the Ruby's Heart, um, which uh, Cranny referred to as the Hall of Earth. Just your pecs, Van. God, I'm hot. You all have pecs. All four of you have pecs. Yeah. Let's They're muscular. The only thing I can think of is the, that fancy new plumbing material um, they use that's so easy to install. Oh, you can do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Dearth Mech. We got to get that elemental stone now. Now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, uh, is the are we going to try we're gonna to take, take a long we're, rest? We're going to... I mean, yeah. If you guys want to, I'm, I'm totally oh, down. For sure. If you would like any help with anything from me, from the two we're going to need to. Herd, herd, and herd. Let's go to the infirmary. Ask if we can lay on I'm their floor and sleep. I'm happy to just follow your ass through there while you um, do everything. I don't want to go back to the infirmary. Or at least Where do you want to sleep? Where do you want to sleep? You should hand her the water. You can wait Let's up. give her the water. And so Cranny sits here. She's an aged for Fneblin. She moves to and fro amongst all this rubble. She shifts stones and she moves small pieces to a really strange, distinguished pile. Her robes drag the ground beneath her. She is hunched as she walks and an enormous cumbersome white braid hangs over her shoulder. It pulls the wrinkles back on her face because of how tight and heavy it is. Her face and eyes, however, are attentive despite her obvious age. She brightens as she spots you. You all have decided that she is either senile or struggling with some really intense trauma because she thinks her shop is still fine. And she's like moving through it. That much has been made obvious to you all. But she's moving rubble and broken bottles to and fro. They keep sliding off of this makeshift slate shelf that she has. But when she asks you why you're in the town, what you hope to get from it, you all tell her that you're looking to get into the sevenfold maze work and into the mirror works so that you can leave this place after you help the people. And she said... Let me tell you something that Burrow Warden Stoneheart won't listen to, and I can't do nothing about at my age. There's an evil elemental spirit, you see, that's haunted McCrannanek since before it fell. Now the creature keeps to the Hall of Earth, but who's to say it's going to stay there? Once it gets the idea in its gravel head to send elementals our way, there won't be anything we can do. But pecs have moved into the metalworks, into the Hall of Earth. They know elementals. They are elementals. And if anyone can help us deal with Ogre Mox Bane, it's them. Talk to them. Do what you can. Stoneheart might not thank you for it, but I will. And I assure you, the gratitude of an old woman is something to be treasured. And she gives you a wink and she hands you this crystalline decanter flask that has a very small amount of water swishing inside of it. Hey, Calissa, do you know any mm-hmm. stories about earth elementals or earth gods or? Mm. I mean, I could try to think back and see. I've been so focused on our own adventure. I haven't thought about it in a while. Can we walk and talk and deliver yeah, this no, water? No, I thought we were walking. <laughs> I thought we were walking. Well, so would that be like a history check or? Uh, which one do you want to know? <clears throat> Let's see if you knew, um, like, a, yeah, a just song Just if or I a know story. any of, of the pecs or just of elementals just like, in general. Yeah, just about, like, earth gods and elementals, and mm-hmm. but earth Yeah, just if I, if I know any lore of their gods and pantheon or sure. elementals or you the can, pecs. Uh, roll of religion. Okay. Uh, is Darth Mech at the 
the he's at the infirmary the tending end. to okay, the wounded. Cool. Yeah, we got to get death Joan <laughs> and drop the water off with dearth mech so we don't have to talk to that woman again. That's a five. <laughs> you did real yeah, good. Yeah, with a five, <clears throat> the only thing that you can link and that you can notice is that mm-hmm. every single one of the gods here is a gnome. Um, and you it's see it in the paintings. To them. Yeah. And so all of these gods are gnomes. Uh, these are all gnome deities, and they are—they all seem to have something that is very specific that they are meant to do. Okay. They describe. I was just thinking we're going to be talking to these pecs. It'd be nice yeah. to yeah. like maybe come in. With oh, Edamok. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, and then I was going to be able to like maybe do some comprehend language things and sing to them, but I guess it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Ogremok is the spirit she's talking about. I'm, I'm like that's the bane. Yeah, yeah. that is the bane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dow brought Ogremok, which is a bane, mm-hmm. and it's on the heart, the ruby, ruby heart, the ruby heart. heart. Thank you. The pecs are also there. Yes. Okay. Um. So they're kind of coexisting in the same place. They're that the, we know of. Well, what we've been in the same building. They're in the oh, first yeah. room of it. Gotcha. Okay, and we have not heard anything about why or how the pecs came, right? Stoneheart said that they came to reclaim the place because they knew that the Sferf Neblin were weakened. And so they're trying to move the earth back into the cavern. Gotcha. Um, And he's pissed about it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So we're at the infirmary now. Yeah. You guys have been here before. There are enormous petrified mushrooms that line the street. The ceiling of the cavern is almost too high to see, and the stone mushrooms reach high into the darkness. Some of them have been cut down at their stalks, and rubble from them lies strewn about a destroyed walkway. In the center of all the broken carts and stalls that once promised alien trade for a prospering people, the same makeshift infirmary that you all were in before sits. Two healers are running back and forth. You know their names are Krell and Jalil. Dirthmek is helping now, too. Jalel walks with this bowl of this these strange quartz crystals. She mixes them up, and as she pulls her hand out of them, she comes out with this strange plaster every single time, even though she never is, like, changing anything in this bowl. She's just running with it and smearing it on these people. There doesn't seem to be an open cot in sight. Some people are even lying on the ground now on some makeshift blankets. But the number of injured Sferf Neblin must be close to 100. Jalel looks to you all and says, The water! Did you bring it? Uh, hold up the decanter. Praise the earth caller. I'm glad she still has it. it, it the crazy old bat, she... I was afraid she had broken it or misplaced it. She didn't have much left, but she still had this. She says, bring it here, bring it here. Of course, here. Uh, and if you don't mind, hold him down while I use this. And she takes her hands off of this body that she mm-hmm. has it on, and she reaches out for this decanter. She grabs it, and she says, just hold him still. Okay. Uh, Calista, are you holding yeah. this gnome? Yeah. So this, Two hands, one tail. Yeah, this, ma- this male gnome is sitting here. He has a, a little bit of garb hanging over his mid-region, but no clothes on otherwise. You can see obviously broken bones and bruised ribs. His mouth hangs open a bit. Mm-hmm. And as she grabs it, you can hear it snap back into place as she pulls his jaw to the side and then she opens this decanter and pours the water out of it and you can see it move this decanter is very clear and it's this horn of a decanter mm-hmm. and she takes the top off she pours it into his mouth and that little bit of water that is coming through it it seems like it's just enough to pour out but it never stops pouring told you it was magic as she's sitting here pouring You're right you're right. Yeah. And it just pours just and, and pours. And then she pours it on a rag and she wipes it on his face and she mm-hmm. puts the decanter top back on it. And she says, we have many to tend to. Do you plan to stay? We could use extra hands. Nope. I'm afraid we can't as much as some of us would like to. We have our own 
crisis in our own home that we need to get back and try to help with. Many more lives could be lost, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to go over to Darth Mac and be like, um, I hate to ask it so soon, but uh, we've got a few things to do. Could I go ahead and grab that stone from you? I think he's going to have to come with us to the Hall of Mirrors to actually use it and get us back because we don't know how to do that. I mean, I know how to use it uh, now. C- Callista is right. I have. Okay. I, I will be the one who has to align the stones with this. Oh, okay. I, I believe Stoneheart has asked you to retrieve the crown, which if you don't is fine. Uh, but if you decide to, you'll have to bring it back out. And I will not leave Shondil's side. I will be here. I will be here with my family and with him. So when you are ready, come and get me, and I can send you where you like. Uh, I want to rest if we can. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, we, are you guys trying to rest in the infirmary? That would be no. great. I mean, wherever I we I don't think to. we'll you be able to rest You put the pop-up tent outside the infirmary. Yeah, totally. Jalil, we are going to rest her from the corner. Uh, would you please not bother us for a little while? When we're done, just so you know why we're resting, mm-hmm. we are going to try to get into what I understand to be the most sacred part of your city and reconnect you with your gods. The gods have all but abandoned us, as they always seem to do when it's most convenient. I have a hard time believing you'll be able to sleep here. Rest would do any one of our patients a great deal of good, but with the bane and the ruby heart, the earth will move. You will not sleep. And if you do manage to, you will see horrible things. Until the bane is taken care of... I don't believe anyone here will sleep. It's been three cycles since I have. We go outside the city or something? Three How far does the bane reach? Minstrel cycles? Passings, I don't know. uh, You're not from here, but I I, I wouldn't know what you would call it. Uh, Passings of of time? That's true. I guess you can't tell. You don't know what a day is. Do you all just want to try to sleep? Yeah, I would like to. I mean, let's have some nightmares. Give me a nightmare. That's fine. Fuck it. Maybe we'll learn something from them. (laughs) That's true. I do not mind a bad dream. Callista. Let's find an out-of-the-way place where we won't be in the way. It'll okay. be easy to avoid disturbing us. Let's do it like right in the doorway. <laughs> no, no, no. no, just on the side of the building. Like, okay. Is it a building? Yeah. Up to the side? Let's yeah. do it. I can't. I don't have a slot for it. Mm-hmm. It's because we didn't get a rest. Yep. Bedrolls it is. Yeah, so you guys throw out these bedrolls on the stone, and you do, like, you sink into this sleep very quickly. It has not been a full day, but God damn it if you're not tired. And as you all are lying here, you do drift quickly into sleep, and Arwell, you have a dream. Mm-hmm. You see you see these gnomes. They look just like you. The tone of their skins, the color of their hairs, their demeanor. And as they, they are all walking, and they're all working, you can see them in the horizon, and they march up a mountain up this very on-purpose path that winds all the way up it. And once they get to the top of it, they fall into it. And as they were walking up this mountain, you realize that they are carrying shackles around their hands, around their feet, and it makes it hard for them to move. But they all have pickaxes, they all have hammers. And as they all are marching up this, almost like comically in sync, there are gnomes at the bottom. And what those gnomes do at the bottom is they're rising this earth up and out of it, and it is making these humanoid forms, and they ring this entire mountain with them. And as these, there's one gnome for each of these elemental earthen humanoids. And as they raise their hands up, each gnome for each earthen elemental, they slam them down to the ground, and they turn them into gravel. They shatter beneath each of them, and as they shatter, so do the shackles of all of the gnomes that are hiking up this mountain. They're being forced up it, though it doesn't seem like anyone's actually pushing them. And as they jump into the center of this mountain, you can see a thin red light coming up out of it. 
and it ripples. And as this ripples, everyone is jolted away because the earth beneath you moves and rolls you over onto your faces, and all of you are awake. And it seems like you're awake as soon as you were able to go to sleep. No one gets a short or a long rest. Good morning! God damn it. Okay, well. Well, I feel refreshed. I open my flask and take a shot of whatever liquor I took from Cormant there. Okay. It's delicious, (laughs) and it goes down smooth, but it burns just the right amount. Mm, That's damn right. I'm well-rested. Onward. Anybody else want to get drunk, Patches? I find that when I'm seriously fatigued, if I lean into it, I'm actually more on my game. And I hand the flask to him with my invisible mage hand. proselytizing. Interesting. Just saying. It's my kind of religion. Is the calamity. Um, (laughs) There may or may not be a linchpin to the reason they call me the calamity. (laughs) It's booze. I'll have I'll have a I I take a small sip of it. Boom. I'm not. And I don't drink enough to like have to make a con save. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. Boom. And as you taste it, you all are reminded of the lively Elven City. You can taste these floral hints in it, but it does burn like a good whiskey. And it warms your bones, and it makes you feel alive, and your hair stands on end. And you realize that you're really sleepy and that you're stuck in this horrible cave in the ground with all these dying deep gnome. But for just a second, you're taken somewhere else. Okay. Let's trudge into this shit-filled cake we call the underground realm we're in. Yeah, the elemental plane of Earth if you want. But I'm, I'm like just so ready to be out of here. <laughs> I just literally start trudging in the direction in which I think where we're going. Is he right? Am I right? <laughs> it's, all, it's been pointed out yeah. to you. The yeah. ruby heart is I building start walking in the, in the correct yeah, direction. Let's go. Yeah. A deep gnome walks up to you all. This deep gnome has thick white mutton chops on either side of his blue face. Beady eyes are barely this visible between all his scars, worry lines, and mutton chops. Burrow Warden Stoneheart says, I, I know it's a lot to ask y'all, but I'm glad to see that you're at least going to take a look. Any sort of insight I can get into that place. I haven't had time to look at it. I'm just trying to repair the tunnels, keep the city safe. But like I said, all we need to do is lay hands on the king and queen's crown. And with that, we can restore our people. Move somewhere else if necessary. So what are the are the crowns like magical somehow or it's uh Or is it more of like a nostalgia thing? It's more of a tradition. Gotcha. Those crowns have been passed down in our people for well, longer than anyone can remember, longer than Dirthmech's family's been singing to the mirror works. Uh we just we just need them for morale, if nothing else. They're also symbols of power. People say when Someone gets, I don't know, linked up to them, speaks to them, tells them mm-hmm. what they need to know. They get a little more knowledge than the rest of us. No, you can't have them. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm good. I'm. We already had one of us go through the contest to be the ruler of a people. We don't need to do it again. Right. Look, those crowns, they're the last bastion of our people. Even if you just tell me where they are, we could take care of the rest. Warden, we'll do as much as we can. We can't make any promises, but we're going to look for those dumps. You always know just what to say, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah? Let's go meet these packs. 
So you all walk up to this building. It is large. It in like these pantheon gods are carved into this entire subterranean city on the walls that are all around it. They look down on you. They all look like gnomes, very similar to Arwol. There are males, there are females, but they are very intricate. A lot of them have animals with them, which makes it more interesting, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Um, Like they have reindeer, they have these giant mole-like creatures, but they all have something. Like it seems like each of these pantheon deities have an animal with them. But as you were walking into this place, you push open two enormous round iron doors. And as you push these open, past the barricades, the tunnels of the ruined city are eerily quiet as you were walking up to the ruby heart. You open two enormous rounded doors with depictions of ancient gods blessing mountains. And beneath those mountains, many Sverfneblin dance around a magnificent gem. The doors open with a resounding and hollow pull. Dust pours out from this place and obscures your vision. And then the hall comes into view. Stalactites hang low from its ceiling, sometimes touching the ancient stalagmites jutting up from the floor. And the walls all around here are blackened with ancient soot. Four smaller furnaces line the walls of the room. Each is surrounded with an intricately carved deep gnome on either side. Two much larger furnaces sit on the other end of the room from you. They both resemble the maw of a red dragon. Intricately carved and eerily realistic. But all six of these furnaces are dim and cold. At the very edge of how far you can see, you see a small form, too lithe to be a deep gnome. It flits behind a stalagmite and out of sight. The door on the other end of the room, directly ahead of you, it's about 40 feet, seems to be covered with natural stone and pillars that are like growing over it so that you couldn't open the doors or enter it. Perception to see if I could see where that little guy went. Fuck. It's in that one. Uh, yeah, man. Whew. Those dragon furnaces are scary. They might be real dragons, bruh. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> well, everyone saw... I want to walk over to the blocked off door and just start looking at it to see if there might be yeah. a way to squeeze through or anything like that. As far as you can tell, there is not. There You can see these okay. little pockets. It seems mm-hmm. like this stone, it's almost like someone spread uh, dough over mm-hmm. it if it was made out of stone. You can see little dough. pockets at, like in between all of it, and you can see the doors just past it. But to get your arms through it, you'd have to get like one in a really small pocket and then another in a taller one and maybe someone else on the other side. You're not even sure if the doors open, which way they go. Mm-hmm. But this earth has like completely moved over the top of all of it. Mm-hmm. I would like to investigate the fireplaces or the forges. Yeah. Um, and then as I'm doing that, I'm going to send Ori out um, to where that lithe creature started yeah. and just have Ori kind of look <clears throat> around that area. I I would like to finally shed myself of the Kathy costume, as sad as that makes me. And I would like to roll intimidation and I would like to use minor illusion to um, make my eyes like a glowing red and like, like there's kind of like steam coming off of them, like they're like a burning ember. And I would say, in the deepest voice I can, Pex, show yourselves. Your service is needed from a great elemental. That is a 16. Intimidation. And as this rings out, you hear nothing. 
Ha ha ha. Puny insolent creatures. I'm just fucking around with you guys. My name's Van. Come hang out. We need we need your help. We're here to help your people. I just yeah. I was so, testing you. Ori's flying around this place, and as you say, we need your help. A strange, slender creature moves out toward you all. From that, it doesn't move out from behind that stalagmite that you saw its weird body move behind. It comes from within it, like water as it walks through. It stands as tall as any dwarf you've ever seen, but it's as slender as an elf. Its skin is a strange earthen yellow. It has a mohawk that is bright red like clay. And it has big bulbous eyes that are pitch black. And it walks out to you and it crackles and it growls and it says something you don't understand. I say, do you speak common, bro? And, uh, and you see it look over to you and it says, yes, I speak common. Why do I keep saying bro? Um, what's your name, friend? <laughs> we come in peace. As long as you keep it peaceful. Absolutely. We can talk. Let's talk. And my name is Gallus. Hello, Gallus. How are you doing? I'd be doing better if it weren't for this elemental. It's causing nothing but destruction in the next room. And these deep gnome, blah, infuriating little weird creatures. Destroying the earth, damaging it. I can feel it. It hurts me. The earth is wounded here, and it needs repair. That's why me and my people are here. Your people, are they... Do you refer to yourselves as the Peck? The Pecks? Uh, yes. Uh, that's what people have called us anyway. We didn't give ourselves the name, you understand. Uh, we're creatures of earth and stone. We speak to the stone, and it responds to us. It grows, and it flows. We have nothing against your friends out there, but I don't like the way that they hollow out these caverns. I don't like the way that they hurt the earth here. It's natural, and they are not. We've spent a great deal of effort reworking this stone, and with those gnomes weakened, well, we've been getting a lot of work done. Good things are happening in here. I'm sure you have. Um, did you cover the door? Is that your work or someone else's? Oh, yes, of course. So you've got something closed in there that's doing a lot of damage that you're frustrated with, but you've made it so that nothing can get to it. We don't exactly know how to deal with it. It's not our business. We just move the earth back to where it wants to be. We don't meddle in the affairs of others. In a way, you are. You answer to a, to a god, do you not? No gods, just the earth. Just the earth. Just the earth. What's, what's behind the door? Some, some horrible thing that makes some... Interesting points. But we are not fighters. And as I said, this is not our decision. We hear the Earth's call and we answer to it. It wants to fill the space and so we help it. We guide it. We will sing to it as long as it wants to be sung too. Is there a way to compromise the needs of the people with the needs of the Earth to allow them to gather themselves as a civilization and go elsewhere? Barrow Warden Stoneheart has made no effort to meet us or to secure friendship. He doesn't have social skills, honey. Yeah, he's just kind of a bust. He's erected barricades. He keeps us in here. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. But that's why we've come to talk to you. The primary thing they want from here is the crowns of their rulers. If you, we can get in to get those, we might be able to help with your elemental problem in there as well. The crowns of their rulers to dig this place back out with their dirty little tools and their... Earth-harming picks. 
They were talking about grabbing the crowns so they could leave. You might be interested in that. Grant us an audience with Stormheart. I mean, we could call him up any time, but I think if you were able to help us find these crowns, they would get out of here and you'd never hear from them again. These Firth Neblin, they wound the earth. It hurts us, you understand? I feel the pain. My people feel it. Really feel it. These caverns are better off without them, but... But what about on the other side of this wall? It's just as bad, right? But you're right, of course. These gnomes need a home just like we do, just like the earth does, just like everything, I suppose, and it's... There's a balance to be had. Perhaps it is better to salvage the old city and to rid ourselves of this thing than... And and maybe all of the work won't be undone if we can have an audience with Stoneheart. Why do you want to speak to Stoneheart exactly? Because I want his word. Hmm. Because I know that you all are after something, just like the Deep Gnomes are after something. And once you get it, you'll leave us here to hurt more. That's true. <laughs> well, but if we leave you, you can do your business. If they leave too. Arvel, can we send a note out with Ori? Uh, with Ori? Yeah, totally. To Stoneheart. I'll pull a little piece of paper and I write a note. Just telling him to meet us up here or whatever. Yeah, and be like, yeah, Burr Warden Stoneheart. Um, we've been talking to the Pecs, and they would like an audience with you. Um, I think if you come, we can strike an Tell accord. him to please come and listen. So, yeah, I think we can strike an accord. Please come, listen. I think it'll be for the best. You think that those gnomes are old, but I am older. I believe it. What's in it for you? Why do you care? I haven't seen you here before. Like, just get- like you said, we are trying to leave. Uh, we're trying to get out of your way, and that should excite you. Then why are you in here? Because we found ourselves here. We fell through a chasm in the earth. It's a long story. In a d- it's the way out for us, the only yeah. way home exactly. is under this place. We have to get through to get home. But we think that we can help you with this spirit elemental problem, whatever it is. And we're willing to help you out as long as we can gain passage and get the fuck out. Fine. This is all, all going to go in your favor. My people don't fight, but your people do. I can see it on the weapons on your side. When we must, yes. The tone of your voice. Our people are faced with a great danger. The pain that you feel from the earth, we feel for our entire civilization back in our home at this point. We've been working hard and fighting where we have to, to try to prevent that pain. Then you understand our plight. I do. We all do. But we've also learned that we can't always stop all of the pain for everyone. Sometimes everyone has to accept a little bit in order to live in harmony. Well... You are certainly no Svirfneblin, speaking of reason, listening to others. We are not. Very well. I will trust you, for now. Thank you. Grant us an audience, me an audience, and I think my people can help you with this bane. Okay. Done and done. Or oh. I think we should go out and speak with Stoneheart before we bring him in. Okay. Prepare him. Because I don't think he's going to handle himself well. Cool. Yeah, he's probably going to be an asshole. So if you just want to step outside the front door and just wait for him. Yeah, you walk back out. You're in this cavern. These pantheon-like deities rise up and all above you. You can hear this very, not super familiar, but something you're getting used to, this whistle. Like, back over and, like, the flicking of these hands. You see this mutton-chopped deep gnome uh, with this big, huge belly sitting there whistling out to these strange mole-like creatures. Arwell, are you the only one who walks out? No, no I'm coming with. Go. Everybody's going. Okay. No luck, in. Well, well, actually, yeah. they'd like to speak with you. We think something can be worked out, and they could actually help. I am things in there can talk. 
Yes. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. Yeah. yeah they're and, pretty intelligent, actually. And just to be totally transparent, they want your word on something before they'll cooperate. I can't speak for all of my people. Well, You've well, told us do. several times that you want to leave they this want place. Your word specifically. My word on what? That you'll leave once you're able to get the crown. I guess I will be the ruler of the people once I get my hands on the crown, so. Hey, Stoneheart, I'm I'm Van. I'm Patch's brother. I just got here like a minute ago. It's been a crazy ride. I just got to town. What happened to that uh, fine piece of work Kathy y'all was hanging out with? Oh, she had to get out of here. It was crazy. She said she wanted to go sell some dumps. I don't know. I was really looking forward to trying one of her dump cakes. Uh, Apparently, they're really good. Maybe she'll send you one once you get settled in your new location. Yeah. Well, no one will know where we are and can't, so... (laughs) You'd be surprised at where Kathy can find you. <laughs> yeah, Kathy's dumps apparently can go far and wide, and they're big, they're brown. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed, I suppose. I bet. Yeah. I bet you. I bet she will, too. <laughs> you hold that hope, sweetheart. Here's the thing. You need to be respectful when you speak with them, as we've tried to be. Well, how just- can I be? Every bit of work I've ever done in my entire life, they ruin they got no respect for the place. They got no respect for hard work. Here's they, the thing. From their they point of the view. the same thing of you. Yeah. Here's and the just, thing. Just shut Look, the fuck even up if, let them talk. Even if, <laughs> even if you don't respect or like these people, they just want to be left alone. You guys just want to be left alone. You don't want to deal with the pecs. They don't want to deal with you. Like, what we're trying to establish here is that nobody has to deal with anybody anymore. I think that we can do this quickly and peacefully. It doesn't have to be a big deal. What do you mean we also, don't got to deal with them anymore? Because you won't be here anymore. Yeah. As someone who's about to be apparently in line to be the ruler of their people, it might be time to start putting the needs of your entire people ahead of your own. Did Dirthmec say that? Are we no. talking about? We did. I said that. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Did Dirthmec agree to moving the people out of this place? I don't know. I don't know what he I, wants. Look. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, I, Think he wants the best but for but do you not think it would be a good idea to get idea to get the fuck away from a place where there's city-sized worms coming after you? Or where Dirthmick has told us that he doesn't think this place is safe anymore because it has been found. Why stay here? Well, if I could get my hands on the crown, I could make the decision myself. And that's exactly what we're moving to I think we need to bring Dirthmick to you. And also, you're not going to get your hand on the crown unless you are diplomatic. And I think we need to take Dirthmick to you. If you're going to be a leader of your people, you have to learn diplomacy. Also, before we take somebody in there and hand them a crown, I want to know more about how succession works in this place. <laughs> I don't want us to decide their succession. I don't really care. Because we don't know what's <laughs> going There it is. I know Go you by. don't, but to get home, we have to for the minute. Somebody roll persuasion. <laughs> Somebody else roll persuasion. No, what did you roll? <laughs> it was actually, hold on. <laughs> I rolled shitty. Someone else rolled. <laughs> yeah, that's how this game works. Well. It was a nine. <laughs> a nine? I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Can I persuade you? Hey, but our arguments were pretty solid. Well, fine. I mean, I guess if if you guys are going to hand the crown to me and uh, yeah. and you really think that we should leave this place, I do too. And you make a pretty resolute point that if we were to leave, which would be my decision, we wouldn't have to deal with the pecs anymore. And uh, all our work, we could just leave behind. I'll give them audience. Earth's a big place. And I he turns around and goes... Room. <laughs> And you see those moles, like, they stop digging. You can feel the earth, like, stop behind them. And he's like, after you. So you guys walk back into this hall. You push through it. These kilns, these furnaces, they are dim. He's just, like, looking back and forth at all of you. Dallas. Our friends, the pecs, please come forth. The peck comes out, and he's like, 
Oh, finally, you can give us an audience. Let's talk. Your friends here assure me that we all have mutual goals, that we're all after the same thing. My people can help your people, I think, but we will restore this cavern to at least the place where it doesn't hurt us anymore. Where we aren't wounded any longer. Well, if that's the way it needs to be, I, I, I could understand that your people, and he's like looking at you all like really strangely as he's saying it, like, right, right. Mm-hmm, like he's mm-hmm. like, he's like looking at you all for affirmation. Mm-hmm. He's like, we got to live somewhere. Uh, so you got to live somewhere. You're doing well. Uh, mm-hmm. And I get that. And I don't want to kick y'all out, but can't you just live anywhere? You can just travel through the dang earth. That, Here's this, sweetie. When the earth is damaged heavily, they feel physical pain because of it. What, like a pinch? No, like a heart attack. I'm thinking more along those lines. Excruciating pain. Big pain. Worst you've ever felt. Yes, that's right. Huge. Huge. (laughs) It does. It hurts us. It hurts my people. A a deep, dull hurt that we cannot get rid of. And the sharper your pickaxe is, the sharper the pain on us. And, And we've tried to talk to you, but you won't listen. So we just have to soothe it ourselves. Well, we never meant to hurt nobody, but this is the only place that we have protected. Where else are we supposed to go? And he looks up to all of you again. He's like, fine, we'll, we're going to, you can do whatever you want with the place. You can fill the whole thing back in with earth if you want. Could they, like, could they go to a different, uh, could they go, like, say, to uh, the vast, like, the regular plane? And then just fuck off, and then we go. I think as elementals, they're maybe bound to this realm. This plane. Yeah, we were just saying. I was. T- I would have told you that they can't be on the elemental plane of Earth, or uh, they can't or be on material, plane. material plane. Yeah. Thank you. Material plane. Yeah. That's what um, I was trying to. A question for our Pex friend: Is there a place that you know of where the, their way of life would not be such an intrusion on the Earth? Where it could accept them more easily with less pain for you. The bane and the boon here both hurt our people very greatly. It, it perverts the earth. Either one, it doesn't matter how you feel about it, mm-hmm. which is good or which is bad. They both pervert the earth. They manipulate it, and we feel it strongly. Could I make a suggestion, Gallus? These people are sure. looking for a place to be safe and to make a life. Um, you know the earth better than pretty much anyone. Could you lead them to a cavern that is already open for them, that won't pervert the earth or change the earth, and they would be safe and you know of? Yeah, and he he looks to you, uh, Gallus, with this yellowish skin, this clay-red hair, these big, bulbous black eyes. You can see his face just looking at you, like, really strangely. And then slowly back over towards Stoneheart, and he says... This is acceptable, yes. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I was think, trying to yeah, suggest. Totally. Find a place where exactly. their way of life would be okay. Yeah, I think... I don't I, think they're going to be able to take the boon with them. Um, it sounds like their gods have sort of run off on them anyway. Yeah. They just need a place where they can live safe, safely and prosperously. Yeah. If they agree to let us repair this place. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I think, be here. I think there's some beauty in that. That they created something they felt was beautiful and now they can return it to the earth. But there will still be traces, I imagine. And we can help you with the perversion on the other side of that door. Uh, not only will you help us, but we will help you. I think we'll need it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Me and my people, we can help, I, I believe. Uh, if Stoneheart 
Just give me his word. Stoneheart. Stoneheart. Everybody just, oh, everybody just look at him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, last chance, Stoneheart. Last chance, Stone. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks out to you guys and he's like, fine, fine. You lead us to a place where we're safe, where the Dow have a harder time finding us, and where your people don't come and ruin everything that we build, and you can do as you like with this place. Once my people are out, once we get everyone out of here who's injured, who needs help, it's yours. We'll think, return it to you. I think that's fair. I think everything sounds acceptable. Also, once these people handle this elemental bane, won't it be better? For everybody. Gallus, do you know where the crowns are? We haven't we, we don't go past this door. Oh no no. We can hold them off. But oh, was that the is that the elemental bane mm-hmm. behind the door? It's basically mm-hmm. keeping this that thing. Okay. I say right. we stroll in as we usually do. Yeah. Fuck shit what up as much as possible and try to find these fucking crowns. So from the metalworks, which is the next room past this door that is covered in stone, you all hear a dull rumbling, like large stones rolling across cavern floors. And as this happens, Gallus sinks into the floor and disappears. And then Gallus rises back up and out of the floor. Eight bodies similar to his, but in their own unique way, move from the walls with an otherworldly grace. They look at you with big bulbous black eyes tentatively, and then they raise their hands, and they form a perfect circle. The earth sighs, and then shifts loudly. The stone begins to move and twist like water pouring from the front of these thick metal doors. The stone separates, opening the other end of the room to you. A thick, blackened metal door with the sigil of an anvil and two hammers crossed over it is revealed. Gallus looks to all of you in a gravelly tone says, After you. Stoneheart, you coming with? (laughs) yeah he he looks up at the door and he looks out to all of you and he says i reckon my part is uh done here Mm. i I ain't a fighter and i don't intend to confront whatever is behind that door yeah if these things these pecs can well saw it fit to seal it off it ain't something i think i want to be standing in front of looking at face to face gallus do you think we're going to be fighting this creature I don't imagine another way to get rid of a bane. Okay. Y'all ready for this? You know what? I say, fuck it. Let's just go full fucking um, whole ham on this motherfucker. We, are we doing this? Yeah. I think we're... Whole hog. Whole hog. As ready barbecue. as the fates who have designed okay. this adventure um, are going to allow us to be. Look, sometimes <laughs> no. you gotta kick ass when you don't have the strength to do it. It's like waking up for work, six o'clock, when you stayed up till five, partying the night before. Let's walk in here, roll our <laughs> balls. Accept r- you the consequences of your bad decisions. Let's roll our balls in in a wheelbarrow and knock the fucking titties off this thing. Fortunately um, for me, I'm, and I'm trying to well, <laughs> what do I, I'm trying to Inspire boost our morale. You guys are like, eh. <laughs> okay. thanks, I guess. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take one of the five health potions I took. Um, 
Can I have one? Mm. Come on. Um, Come on. You have five speech and we'll talk. You have five of them, and I just gave a really good speech. Um, yeah, here, have one. What do I roll? 2d4 plus 2. I'm rolling my dice and be dice, motherfuckers. Oh, four and one. Then I'm going to cast False Life on myself at second level. Put my... Yeah, uh, glove on my chest, and that's like blue sheen mm-hmm. itself. And kind of bolstered. Oh, cool. yeah. I have uh, 12 extra points. Wow. Well, I'm going to take the potion that the lady gave me. It's of invisibility, and potentially I can yeah. go through the earth. So, and, I, and I try that. Can I go into yeah, the earth? you do. Absolutely. And as you go into the earth, you sink below it, and you have this strange sense that you have felt once before. And as you feel it, you know that there is something fucking nasty on the other side of this door. You can feel the earth pulling up and becoming this thing. You also know that the earth is moving and walking around in these other forms on the other side of this, but additionally, you know that there are more pecs under the ground and that they are all doing the same thing that those eight pecs that you all can see in the room are doing. They can't see me because I'm invisible. Right. They're all (laughs) lifting their hands up and they're doing the same thing. There are eight more pecs under this ground and they all have their hands up as well, doing the same thing that that circle above them is doing. Fucking these. I'm not going to mess with their ritual. I was going to high five them, but... (laughs) We're going in the thing. I'm ready to go in. Yep, I'm ready. Can I go under the ground into the next room? Yeah. I do that. Okay, you're under it. You guys all walking in? Walking in. And Van's sort of walking in. He disappeared because I'm like, like, fucking whatever. This is sweet. You guys hear this rumbling, like large stones across the floor. These doors begin to open as you push through them. The low, narrow passage opens up, revealing the entrance to a vast hall. A vaguely humanoid form made entirely of rock lurches toward all of you, its arms raised and ready to strike. Gallus quickly yells out, Do not attack it unless you wish to drive all the elementals in the hall into a killing frenzy. The pecs gather in front of you, and they all extend their hands toward the rushing elemental. The earth ripples forward until it reaches the elemental's feet, and as it does, it charges a few more steps, slows, and then stops like a statue, and its arms fall to its side. It lowers its head, bowing or admitting defeat. Then it turns and hurries back toward the other end of this room. The pecs walk up and they form a ring around you, all of their arms still up in the air. You can see their bulbous black eyes. And in this room, there are anvils littered all over it, each with a tapestry hanged above it. And there is a small platform on the other end of this place. And as you walk in here, you notice that there are at least 10 elementals standing. The pecs have only stopped the one. Gallus says, We can keep the elementals at bay, and we will try to prevent the raging spirit from harming you. But when we reach the spirit, holding it back will take all of your efforts. You must talk to it if you can or rely on your own powers to drive it away from here. Normal weapons will not avail you, but magic might. We promise we will aid you in any way we can. The Bane is not made of the same things the Earthen Elementals are. So if you were to inflict wounds on it, they will not feel it. They will not go into a frenzy. And if they do, we will do our best to hold them back. Magic works, and we're... Like, no spell slots. I pop my head up out of the ground and I go, Heard, let's go. And you'll see Van's head. If you need a few moments 
We can protect you if you wish to speak, but we cannot give you many. Penny for your thoughts. Oh, hey there, y'all. It's your best friend, James Cabbage. They also call me Jazz Cabbage. You might remember my sexy little stoner ass from the Halloween episode. If you haven't heard the Halloween episode, then you have absolutely no idea who I am, but uh, you need to go listen to that shit right now, okay? Enough about me, though. I'm here to tell you all about our brand new sponsor of the Hit Dice Podcast. That's right, baby. It's that sweet dank DiceEnvy.com. That's right, baby. For all your dicey-ass needs, you need to go over there to DiceEnvy.com right now, and because the Hit Dice Podcast loves you so much we got a little offer code for you You put in the offer code hit dice pod at checkout and you're going to get 10 percent off all your shit mm-hmm. that's real nice dice envy is known for having a product with a great weight and feel made with some of the coolest and most unique materials known to man and outer space <laughs> dice envy exists because when you really think about it you can never have too many dice and right now till january 1st DiceEnvy.com has a sweet, stanky little subscription box starting at only $5 a month. Don't go down to Bojangles and get that stanky fried chicken. Get on that computer device and go to DiceEnvy.com right now and get yourself a subscription box that's going to have all kinds of different dice made up of different styles and different materials, and they're going to ship it right to your front door. If you love your children, if you love your family, you need to get them a subscription box because all your little children are going to be crawling around the Christmas tree be like, Daddy, Daddy, where the hell are all my dice? Don't don't you love me? Don't you want to give me the D-D dice? But you're going to be like, Merry Christmas, you little shits. I done already thought ahead and got you a subscription box. So once again, go to DiceEnvy.com and get you some dice and enter that offer code HITDICEPOD to get 10% off at checkout. Now your boy Jazz is going to go crawl off in the leaves and smoke some all that sweet giggle bush he been growing on the back of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. All right. I love you, kids, and I'll see you probably in the next Halloween episode. Or maybe I'll see you a little sooner. <laughs> Just remember, don't fall asleep. Let's make our fucking way to that elemental. So he or not the elemental. Talk to it and use magic. We if can't we just fight it with weapons. Apparently those aren't going to affect it at all. Um, okay. We have got to have shit in our pouches that we you, can use. Neither of you have any spell slots. I, I have. have. I have one sp- first level. Mm-hmm. One second level and two three. I have a fire thing that I got from that <laughs> tree level. that we made. But I don't think that's the kind of magic it's talking about, though. You I've know, got two first level it's and two magic. second level, and okay, pointless cantrips. That's not. That's w- way more than no spell slots. It's, it's magic fire. You guys also have some magical weapons. The fucking fire. dude, I have yeah. I have so many right. fire Everything arrows. Magical. I have fire arrows that have to <laughs> be magic. Yeah. Oh my oh fuck. Ah. You, you do. I, I, Jesus. I have five of the fucking things left. Okay. What, I mean, no, fighting, like but okay. Hey, sure, real quick, yeah. roll call. I thought we got all kinds of weird magical items and shit. Our do you guys don't has, have anything? Has you don't have any scrolls. Fruit. We got we got fruit, and you know what we we you do don't have, have any scrolls. Do you know what we do have? What? You know what we fucking beans. have. We have, we have motherfucking beans. magic beans. And, and when we really need to start conserving them is when we have one left, and we have three left. So maybe we'll use a bean. Here's the also thing. maybe the, we have the fruit. We have two Did pieces of fruit. You have the purple fruit. I have the purple fruit. You have the green fruit, which I can feign death. No, it no, it turns into petrification. No, but we have to like you have to like make it dry into a powder. You can turn these earthen elementals into stone. You, Callista, <laughs> Callista. I have a loot. That you have damage the thing anything. that does all those spells. Uh, 
They don't yes. damage anything. I can fly. I can be invisible. I could make it invisible, I guess. <laughs> I could make uh, it levitate. Worse. You um, don't have any scrolls. <laughs> you have nothing. If you made it no. levitate, it couldn't go into the earth. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. I can make it levitate for an hour. So basically what you guys are saying it up for is that I have okay, to kill this thing with all of the fire that I have. I mean, that's going to be part of it. I have a lot of fire spells. I don't know how that happened. I have a ton of fire. I can. I have five fucking fire arrows, and I have a fire breathing scroll thing. Whatever. No, the fruit. That thing. Yeah. Well, let's just. I can bane it. I can mock it. You guys. Those are good though. Those are really (laughs) useful. Elimination. We'll try a bunch of things, and when they don't work, we'll try other things. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, nothing works. My scimitar. If I roll a d twenty, will make everything silent. Silence is good. Magic scimitar, though. Hey, why don't you try to? It is maybe. It is a magic scimitar. It's a damp- I have magic daggers. I have a is, magic bow. Why don't you try the fucking magic weapons on? They're magic. Like why don't you try that on the fucking thing? Only yeah, if it's a magical weapon. We're fucking fine. Let's roll in this bitch. I don't have my quarter staff, I guess. Okay. I guess that bitch still has it. But you're in your, <laughs> he in your, hey, in your gauntlet a fucking magical weapon? My whole body is. Well, then there we go. Yeah, we got this. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. okay. She's always the cautious one, and you get us, you get us out um, of so much. But let's go, just I'm fucking ape to... shit. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have I'm to. It's the only way home. Two sapphire deville potions, like on the ready on my hip, like pouch side. What does this thing want? Ogamok's bane is here because of Intamok's boon. It, it, it comes to destroy it. If you were able to destroy the boon, then perhaps it would go away, but that isn't something we are interested in helping with. Uh-oh. What's the boon? It's what gives the, the Sferfneblin gnomes the power over the elementals. It, it, it makes them raise stronger ones, smarter ones. None of this is good or bad. It just exists. All right. I say we just roll in, try to fuck it up, and if we die, out. hey, we don't have to worry about anything. Like the cure-all of all your problems? Death. It takes a few moments for your group to arrive in the center of the room. You are being guided in here by these pecs. They walk very slowly. Their hands are still out. As these elementals come up to you, they each raise to attack, and then the earth pulsates like a wave toward it, and as it reaches their feet, they slow to a stop, and then they bow their heads, mm. and they rec- they recede to the end of the room. As you near the midpoint, pebbles and dust leap into the air, coalescing into a spinning cloud of debris. The sounds like rolling stones and rocks hitting one another in this hall. The cloud gathers speed and shape, forming a bloated humanoid mass with a snarling bestial visage that sits on this platform. Glittering black stones serve as its eyes. They're the only pieces of this body that aren't moving, which swivel in airy sockets and then fixate on all of you. The monster's maw tears open. And it roars, Who dares enter my domain? Kneel! Kneel before me, you insignificant mortals, or face my wrath. I would like to use Minor Illusion to make my voice boom like a motherfucker, and I say, We are the Horizon Walkers, and we kneel to no one. Then taste. And as it says this, all of you are going to roll for initiative. I have a feeling this is not going to taste good. So much for just talking to it. (laughs) Roll up and just be assholes. To be fair, I wasn't going to kneel. Yeah, I knew you weren't. (laughs) I was looking at you the whole time. (laughs) Callista? Patches? 23. 22. 22. Oh, our wheel? 
Uh, mod 20. Van? 15. Still the caboose, but not bad. Patches, you're up. I'm going to talk to this thing. I'm going to say, you don't stand a chance. Hmm? We have killed dragons. We have killed purple worms. You are just a piece of shit, little swirl of earth. And we will obliterate you in <laughs> a second if you don't leave here and let these pecks and gnomes be. And I'm going to roll intimidation. Okay. Hell yeah. It's a 15. Not bad. Why are you here? You've come to make me feel small. The pain of a god. You speak of dragons. You speak of people. Of small mortal things. I am no mortal like you. I am a bane. Defeat me and I will come back. Yeah, but we'll still defeat you. And, you know... I mean, is defeat necessary? Well, we'll get what we want at the end of the day. If I wanted to leave, I could not. I am a bane. I'm not a creature. I am you far could fuck past. off to somewhere else. You could. You understand little mortal. I am the will of the god that brought me here. Ogre mocks bane. I am no thing. Well, then we'll kill him. You'll have to kill me first. <laughs> and with that, Arwul is up. Uh, I'm going to use my... Uh, 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 Another action to hide. <laughs> okay, where are you hiding? Um, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hide. Post all this are there are the circle. Are we supposed to stay in a circle? Mm. I'm gonna hide behind an anvil. Okay, the one that's over here on the right side of the room. Yes, Arwell and then Callista. Sixteen to hide. Got it. Is that what they meant by talk to it? Is sure. that what they meant? Oh, totally. <laughs> to, totally. Piss it off? It? Yeah. I'm <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm going to look up at this bane, and it sounds like your presence here is obligatory. Uh, work with us, and maybe we can come to an accord, and I'm going to cast Suggestion. It rolls against it? Yeah, it rolls against it. Uh, that is a 14. Fails. Woo! Um, yeah, so I tell everyone to just be like, hey, let's have a... A sit-down conversation, more or less, with this Bane. And I'm going to ask the Bane, why are you here? All right. With this, we'll step out of combat for a moment. Unless I'll, I'll let you know if we're stepping back in. <laughs> no, it was good, but I just wanted to fight it. The gnomes have brought me forth when they sought secure and comfort from my master's hated brother, Intermark. That is why I am here. So, what are you here to do? I'm here to end the calling and binding of my elemental brethren. The gnomes call up the elementals from my master's service and enslave them. To what? Save themselves from being slaves? By what right do they have? I mean, I feel like most beings have a right to not be enslaved. So you agree with my cause? Yeah. You don't have the power to destroy the gnomes yourself? To destroy the gnomes? That is not my calling. To stop the binding and the enslaving of my people is my calling. And how do you plan to do that with all of the power that you have? I will gather their elementals here, and I will send them out to destroy the city to keep them weak. What if there were no uh, trespassers in your land? What if we could get them to leave? 
As long as the miserable gnomes profit from Intamoxpoon, I will remain. I have no choice. I will undo their works and loose any elementals they bind. The issue is that they are leaving this place, and you will be stuck not being able to do anything. Because they're leaving, and you'll be stuck here. The boon will remain. Will and they still be able to use it when they're not here? The boon, as I am, is the will of another god, as long as that will is here, binding the elementals and enslaving them, and giving those who seek it the power to do so, I shall stay. Do they have to be here to take advantage of the boon? These gnomes do. Okay, so if they leave... The boon remains. But they, nobody will be mm-hmm. using it. But people can. You understand little mortals. This is the most unhospitable place, second most unhospitable place we've ever been. <laughs> she has Fire a was a little worse, and I like fire. Your temper and your logic fall short of the reality of this situation. I am the will of Ogremok, not something given a task to stay here. I'm a piece of a greater whole. If the boon stays, so do I. What exactly is the boon? This just lets them have control over the earth elementals and give them, like, more intelligence and more power and, like, so they can kind of shape their society better. If we were to rid the boon, would that fulfill your legacy? If the boon were to be destroyed, I would leave this place, return to my master's side. And how do we do that? Because we will potentially help you. In the next chamber, there are 20 stone pillars. They are the conduits of Intamox Bone. Long ago, when the gods were silenced, at the beginning of this age of upheaval, the gnomes of Makranenek sought wisdom from the spirits of Earth. They received a blessing from Intamok, consort to the princess of good Earth elementals. As this thing is like swirling, it's just these crazy gravelly sounds that are just like coming out as something that you're really hearing in your mind more than anything. This blessing allows the gnomish mortals to call forth the earthen elementals and enslave them. The blessing is within a cavern just past these doors behind me. I would destroy it, but I cannot do so without the aid of mortals. From behind the anvil. The Sferfneblin gnomes refuse to destroy the boon. Well, of course not. They are reliant upon it. It's their entire way of life. We're happy to get rid of it. But, I mean, their whole way of life is going to have to change anyway, I guess. I, as Van of the Horizon Walkers, speak in favor of your will. We would be more than happy to help you destroy this in the next chamber. Enter this room. Topple the stones of Intamok's boom. Shatter them. And the blessing will end. The question, are we then going to be pursued by Intamok for the rest of our days for destroying his boon? I am not the will of Intamok. I do not know with which you meddle, but I will leave. If you shatter these stones, I cannot attack them. But I can bless you with a boon of my own, the strength to do so. That sounds... 
We are willing recipients of your power. Oh, God, we're going to incur the wrath of a god. It's the only way to get home. Metal as fuck. (laughs) Fuck yes! You're the tamer of a nightmare, woman. (laughs) One flaming horse is not the same as a god. You don't know that. Anyway... I say, on behalf of the Horizon Walkers, we (laughs) willingly accept your power. Oh, God. (laughs) That one does. Um, I'm just here to write it down. (laughs) Jesus. I don't think we're necessarily going to incur the rest. This is the best journalism you could ever do. I mean. Come on. You're You're pretty powerful, too. The God helped some gnomes. We're helping the gnomes Mm -hmm. in a different way. We're ridding the god of its antithesis. A different god. One time boon. We're basically, basically, this is a sibling rivalry it's between the two only gods way in the middle home. of. Dude. I don't think he he's needs going to, to die. embody us temporarily with crazy power. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, I'm down. Okay, yes. calamity. One of you mortals step forward. Receive my blessing. I step forward immediately. I'm a willing creature. As these stones begin to swirl, this gravel storm starts to pour around all of you. You all see Van come up and out of the floor. Three dead characters this campaign. <laughs> Can I, and I as look he, at our ring of helpers yeah. around us and see if they're responding to this in they any way? They are like, what? You can see them like, uh-huh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, as their hands are all up. Uh-huh. And uh, Gallus does turn to you and under his breath says, If you were to find it, How it leaves, that is of no concern to us. And I look directly into its face wormhole. I van the calamity, accept your power. Yeah, and with that, these rocks fly all around Van, and you see them circling him. He lifts up off of the ground, and you can see that gravel enter his mouth. As strange as it is, you open your mouth, and this gravel like enters your body. You can feel it in, <laughs> you can feel it in your stomach, though. And it's heavy like a rock, but as this happens, you feel the skin on your hands start to solidify. Once a day, as long as you say a prayer to Ogre Mock, you can now cast Stone Skin. Uh, you also now have awesome. you also now have the option to level as a warlock with your patron being Ogre Mock. Um, and it's time we gain a level. And in addition to that, when you when you are casting stone skin, if uh, you are blessed with this boon, which is no easy task, you have the ability to use earth shift, which basically means you can move stone in any way you want. You would know at this moment that you can use this to shatter all of the pillars of Intamok that are in the room in front of you. And and, and as I accept this power and he sees me take all, all these rocks in, I once again um, keep gaze with him and I say, your powers will not be wasted, Ogre Mok. I, devo- I devote myself to you. What you do with this is of no consequence to me. If you do not topple the stones, you will be rent asunder. Heard. Show me, mortal. Break the stones. Oh, and I break the stones. You want to walk into this next room? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So Van walks up these stairs in this place, these pecs part. (laughs) And as they do, the earthen elementals sit on each side of the room. You push these doors open. There is an enormous gemstone with shining lights coming out of it on this 
strange metallic door. You all maybe have seen this metal before. You're not sure what it is though. It glistens. It looks like steel, but it glistens and it sheens like, a, it glistens like diamonds and it sheens like obsidian as it opens into this place. And as it opens, there is an enormous ruby in the top of this place, a huge deposit of it that light shines through. It casts a red light over this. At the far end of this hall, this hall is circled, not like the others, not square. It's this big half dome. On the far end of it, a gnome sits. It looks a lot like Arwul, but it has stone rising up and around its feet. It has these weird vine-like shapes wrapping around its body and a hammer over its head. These two enormous mole-like badger creatures that don't look unlike the ones that you saw Stoneheart commanding out in the golden hall sit on either side of it. There are ten pillars of stone on each side. They are as tall as a statue and then they slowly get smaller. They gradually become smaller around it and in between each of those a pillar made of pure gems sits. And as you walk into this place, Van, you still have these stones swirling around you. Your hands all the way up to your shoulders have become solid rock as you are like moving these things. You all can see into this room. This red light shines out and into this place. And as these doors open, you can feel this heat flare to life as these furnaces rise back up. And as this heat comes back into them, you can see the light pulsating out of this other room. Is my speed when I'm underground the same? Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm just moving out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then 10 pillars that gradually get smaller on each side of him. They go down this half-domed room, and in between each of those stone pillars, there's a pillar made of gems. And it's just like this really beautiful opalescent pearl-looking material. The specter is still in the previous room. Uh, it's no longer floating around. These rocks are, like, levitating okay. around you now. I mean, like, you're just going to do it, right? Yeah, I'll just stay back here. <laughs> You're <laughs> go for it. Yeah, I'm. I said just go for it. Just yeah, do it. Who cares? Yeah, do it. I, I do the thing. Yeah, you all see Van walk in here. As you reach your hand into these pillars, you can twist it and you move that earth, and it just falls. And you, he walks through and he tears this place to pieces. There are enormous gouges in this, and you can hear this humming resonating, getting louder and louder and louder from this ruby as Van is ripping through these things. Your hand is tearing through them. The debris is hitting you, but the swirling gravel around you is keeping it from hitting you in the eye, from damaging you. And as you do this, you feel this power coursing through you. You feel this power you're pulling out of it. And you hear a gravelly voice as the last one collapses as this dust settles and pours out of the room toward all of you. This red dust is shining with this light. You can see the silhouette of Van sitting there, heaving and breathing in the middle of all of this, his petrified arms sitting at his side, looking larger and thicker than they normally do. And in your head only, Van, as all of these rocks that are flying around him settle and bounce off of the floor, you hear a gravelly, Well done. As these rocks settle, it's almost like it's coming from the gravel and the debris and the rocks around it yourself. And you get, for lack of a better word, high off of destroying this place, off of this voice. You want more of it. Yeah, that and, sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, it, it satisfies <laughs> you. This power, you know there's more if you were to look into okay. it. Yeah. And so, uh, Van, you feel this power coursing through you. And as it happens, these pecs, they sink into the floor. And... Gallus is the last one. He looks out to you all and he says, As I said, how it leaves, none of our business. You've done well. 
Hopefully the Svurfneblin keep their word. Thank you. And then he sinks into the floor. Yeah. Oh, as he's, I mean, like, keep your word too and help them find a place. My resolve sure. is as Earth's. I am patient and I am resolute. I always keep my word. And he sinks into this earth. And as he does, uh, the doors all open to this place. The furnaces are burning brightly. That ruby is shining. Though the gem-like pillars are gouged, they're damaged. The stone monoliths have fallen around this room. It seems like those furnaces are pulling from this ruby and they all light up. And as they do, these doors swing open widely. And you can see this dust pushed out of this place. Van's still standing in this other room. You all can see Stoneheart standing like wide-eyed and the outside of this place as these doors are open. And he's like, uh, I reckon you did it. Like from outside of this place. And he's like, I don't know how you did, but by the gods, if you didn't. Uh, and as he's screaming, you see this other figure walk into this place. And Dirthmech is walking in here with that raven-like robe. As he walks in here, he comes up to all of you and says, I don't know how you did it so quickly. At a very steep price, Dirthmech. Well, as I said before, I am incredibly grateful to you. The mirror works are not far from here. I will take you to them. And this, I've been told to give to you. I was only told that it was the gratitude of an old woman and that you should not open it until you leave this place. Okay. I put it Fair in my enough. backpack. When I was doing all that crazy rock shit, mm-hmm. were my eyes glowing and burning? Yeah, still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally worth it. Uh, yeah. When I, I, I walk in, like, looking ripped, okay. and my shit's all fucking, like, <laughs> yeah. rock, and I just go, my voice is strangely deep, and I just go... Sometimes you just gotta ride the wave, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The sixth time I use the word bro. And, um, and I, do I kind of, am I still there? Am I still like that? Yeah. Does you still have stone going? skin. It, it lasts for like an hour, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. I pop open the uh, flask and I'm like, God damn, that was crazy, but I fucking like this shit. I want to go over and just kind of like inspect your hands. You're like tapping on it. Yeah. I hand the flask to uh, to Patches, and I'm like, "You all are just gonna drink and follow Dirthmac and I'm just saying, I, and I just say to this, I'm like, "Dude, this is fucking crazy. I don't know um, if you're in a drugs, but this is a drug. What happened? Uh, not. Um." I have I have I have god powers for just like a minute, a yeah. little bit. I think I can hang on to him, and I message. Do you think and I, God is going to expect you to uh, continue to serve? I I message to everybody. Yup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thumbs up. And emoji. and and and, um, and then I say, I'm fifty fifty with it. Okay. I mean, sure. I don't know anything about Obermark thing. So he doesn't seem nice, but <laughs> neither are you guys. Neither are we. Uh, obviously. Nice. Before we leave these people whose entire way of life we've just destroyed. <laughs> um, but did we? But did we? <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Whatever. But we helped. <laughs> we don't Ish. have a bane here. Ish. 
look, I don't think that my people are going to stay here that much longer. Um, so it mattered anyway. Your your way of life will never be the same again. Your people will never be the same again. The but boon is gone. That. You will but, not be able to work the earth in the same way that you did before. But they were going to be leaving anyway, and the boon would have stayed, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They knew that they were getting into. What does it matter? As long as their people stay alive and they get to do... They just get to be alive and have families. What does it matter? Also, I just want to crush, bro. Crush. You get a, your flask um, and smash it on your head. <laughs> Whenever you all are ready, I can take you to the mirror works. Yeah. Um, how do you, Darth Mac, how do you how do you feel about what has happened? Well, we can still summon the Earth Elementals. They just won't be able to defend um, from the Dal attacks. They'll be smaller. But like I said, you all have already done so much. And I I am grateful. You've returned my people and you have given us hope. And it might not have been the way that we wanted to do it, but where would we be if you hadn't done anything? Sitting in the infirmary, arguing with the pecs, wondering when the Dow would come back to take the rest of us. You've at least given us an option outside of slavery. For that, I am grateful. And my people thank you. I hope so. I still feel like most of it was done without your consent, and I will always be sorry about that. Well, we will know that you tried. And we will remember your stories, and we will tell them to our children. I'll tell yours. (sighs) Thank you. The crowns? I can take them back. I can deal with this. Okay. Yeah, be careful who you give those to. Well, they are rightfully mine, but... Good. You should... I don't know if I am cut out for such things. You are. I I think you are. Perhaps Stoneheart would be better. No. No. Fuck that. He's not. Stoneheart. Is Stoneheart here? No. No. Stoneheart's not here. Yeah, Dirthmic, Stoneheart is looking out for what's better for himself, not for your people. Dirthmic, you care about your people. Stoneheart cares about the order of things. Fuck that shit. And yes. honestly, if you don't take the crown, maybe you should give it to your partner. Mm-hmm. Maybe each well, of you should wear one. Yeah. It's trickier than that. For millennia, there is a king. And the king delegates resources. He strategizes the battles. He deals with policies and big decisions, but he has to have a queen at his side. And I don't know that uh, that I could do that. Does the queen have to be a spouse, or could it just Fuck be that. a female that you rule alongside? The times they I'm are unsure. changing. But the queen rules the people. She makes the big decisions and deals with the safety of the city. I think you'd be great for that. And I think your partner seems logical enough to do the other side of that ruling. Maybe your people just need to open their fucking eyes. Well... If things were to change, I suppose that now would be the when they do. I mean, you might as well do it all at once, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Change happens just, in big lumps. Rip that wax <laughs> right off. Dirth Mac's going to come back and be like, is everyone sitting down? <laughs> you all have more wisdom than you give yourselves credit for. You've seen things that my people have not been places we never will. And speaking of which... I think it's time you go to the next one. Horizon Walkers, you've done enough here. You have done well by me and my people. probably done too much here, if we're being honest. (laughs) And I will hold up my end of the deal. 
In addition to whatever cranny has given you in that package, the heart of Earth is yours. Thank you. I'll take it. I will use it one last time to activate the mirrors. And then I will bid you adieu and wish you luck. And hopefully the things you have done here will return to bless you in some way. I give him the biggest hug ever. And I'm just going to say the sweetest leap I ever had was when your weird little head was nestling on me. I had the weirdest oh. dream. <laughs> that was a really weird dream. But I love you guys. So with that, he walks up. And as he walks up, he places his hands on this gnomish deity. And as he places his hands on it, he leans his head down and he says something under his breath. And you hear this. And it sinks slowly back into the earth. You can hear that stone scraping. And as it scrapes past, there are two crumpled bodies in the stairwell beneath it. They are finely dressed in garb much nicer than any of the others that you have seen. Yeah. Their broken crowns sit on the ground beneath them. And you can see Derthmek, like he leans down and he puts his hand on either of their shoulders. And as he leans down, he just says, thank you. And then he gets up and he says, behind me, I will deal with this after I have sent you wherever you wish, really. And you all follow him down this cavern. As you follow him down this cavern, it does branch off. And where it branches off, he says, I have not seen that before. Um, and then he looks to all of you and he says, but again, I'll deal with it myself. You can hear some strange grumblings, some strange growlings coming from down it. If nobody is interested in it, you if can If I roll walking. nature, would I know it's a Dow? Have I heard a Dow? You could roll nature really quick. It's a fucking 19. Uh, you would have heard this before. It is a strange growl. It is guttural. Um, there are many of these that actually plague the elven forest of Cormanthir. Uh, they're called basilisk. And mm -hmm. these basilisk love being around the earth. You would know that they nest off of like rich earthen ore and that they like to dig these tunnels where they keep their young. You think that this might be one of their nests. Fuck that shit. Let's keep going. Yeah. All right. As you all keep walking, it is a very long walk. It is longer even than the walk from the free trade market. You walk for a very long time. You get a long rest. You get multiple long rests, actually, as you are walking Yay. through this. But nothing disturbs you. You walk in solitude for what seems like three days at your best guess. And as you come into this place, Dirthmik says, I have rested and I have been saving these up. I will bring all of us into the next room. Try not to touch anything, if you can help it. <laughs> and he, he reaches out to all of you, and he touches each of your legs, each of your arms. He holds your hands gently for just a moment as he whispers something. And then you once again have this tremor sense. You feel everything around you, and you feel something that isn't, it doesn't have these vibrations like everything else. It sings out to you, and it's beautiful. And the harmony from it sounds like home, and it sounds like other places too. And as you walk through this wall, you are in this glimmering place where these enormous flat gemstones line everything. And as you are looking at all of these, they are singing to one another. They sparkle. You can hear the light refracting off of them. It is this beautiful, completely otherworldly place. It's like looking into a million crystal balls all at once. And as Dirthmek walks into this place, you can see things moving from these mirrors in and out of them. He says... It is best that we do this quickly, before any doubt know that we are here. Understood. They patrol this place heavily. I can send you wherever you want, but choose carefully. 
because once you are there, I will be long gone. Riven's bluff? I think so, because we have to keep in mind that time has been passing in a weird way. We and, need to catch up. And on, the, yeah. who knows what's happened since we've started. It's either Raven's Bluff or we can go to that library in the north where we were supposed to go anyway. And we can just go ahead and go to the north. When we left Raven's Bluff, one of the lords was being sketchy, right? Well, mm-hmm. he was gone. He was gone. Yeah. And seemingly... And who knows what we've been gone for so long. Who knows what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I mean, it could have been a month or more. I don't know how long it was. was Tearfall like could have already three happened. Weeks, something like that. And yeah. I just say, I wish the best for you and your family. And thank you for your help. You're fucking awesome. And uh, I really hope that your family prospers. We got to get the fuck out of here and go to this airplane now. We're going to the airplane. I vote Raven's Bluff. Air, yeah. Raven's Bluff. Air. <laughs> We're going to Raven's Bluff. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you, man. Take care of your people. All right. And so with this, Dirthmek holds this stone out once more. It is this rough, sharp stone that is in the shape of essentially a giant diamond, but it just looks like rough earth. It doesn't look like anything else. Does he and give it to us? He holds it up and he starts to hum. And he hums very gently and very quietly. And you start to realize that the ge- the flat gem surface that is in front of him starts to resonate. And you can feel it popping like rain on the top of water. And as it pops and starts to resonate with him, you notice that you can see your reflections in this perfectly. You can see yourselves, the people that you've become. And for just a second, this thing seeps into your mind and it forces you to reflect on where you've been and all the things you've seen and all of the different civilizations and people that you've affected and what you've done and like all these things, all the way from the school to Raven's Bluff to the Council of Lords to the Plain of Fire. All these things rush into your heads and you see yourselves truly for just a moment. And then in that reflection behind you, the stone wall is gone. You're in a bustling city. In the reflection only, almost like you're watching a screen with yourself on it. You can see smoke rising in the distance, a sea beside it. You can hear the port bells and the ship bells and the waves. You can smell the salt. And then Dirthmek speaks out. You've given us the best chance we will ever have. Know that. Don't doubt yourselves. You were doing good things. You were good people. I can tell. Everyone can. The next carving we do in our halls, it will be of you. So thank you. And he hands you the stone. I take it. And as you take it, you look into that reflection and you see yourselves in this bustling, familiar city. And as you see yourselves in it, you turn to speak to Dirthmek and the gems are no longer there. You are standing in a street. And as you look forward, the same is true. There are no magnificent gems around you, no shifting earth. There's a quiet city that has a blanket of night pulled over it. There is a strong wall around it, and the Earthspur Mountains sit just behind it. You can see the waves rushing up to its ports. You all are home. We will end the session. <sighs> to the kettle. God damn it. <laughs> I would love to Dude, see that. Me I'd, too. I'd, I legitimately cannon shed a tear because I love 
that little dude. It is the year 12,019, 10,000 years from the moment you are hearing this. It has been 9,999 years since Donald Trump was assassinated. It has been 9,998 since his backup clone was assassinated. If this offends you do not worry. Your simple humanoid understanding of government and community and morals has been long overthrown by cyborgs and the singularity. Nothing exists as you once understood it, but I am sending this transmission as a last-ditch effort to save your simple human mind. Only one company was seen as fit to withstand the singularity. For their distinguished product and unsurpassed quality Dysenvy is the only company that still exists in the distant future. By contributing to their company you can ensure your and your family's safety in the distant future. Additionally you can save 10% at checkout in their store by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. Remember distant Neanderthal Earth Bing, you can never have too many dice. Think of the children. Any friends of Dice Envy have also been archived and considered one of few positives from your primordial age. Hit Dice is still listened to around the virtual fire, even in my timeline. It is urgent that you leave them a five-star review in your podcast provider of choice to ensure that this message is received by your descendants. Do so now, or have your conscious salvaged and turned into the artificially intelligent bane on the universe known as Tyriophnicopithianthuhu. Make sure to stay in close contact with Hit Dice through any of their social medias to mark yourself as a priority preserve. They are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Assuming you receive this message, and know what's good for you, I trust you'll follow all of these steps provided to ensure the safety of your conscience and your loved one's consciences. See you in 10,000 years. Adventurers. Um.